When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily. Available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Uh, Really well. I just texted uh, Garrett Bradbury yesterday and just told him I think he's done a really good job for how much we've put on him being a rookie. you know, he's been tremendous. Um, and so, you know, I can go on and on with, with other young players. Alex Madison did a great job. He's done a great job all season, but a little bit of a, a heavier load in the second half against the Seahawks and, and answered the call. Um, even some of our younger receivers, you know, haven't gotten a lot of action, but I've just been impressed with their development as they go through this process through the season. Um, and then obviously Irv Smith, you know, has continued to produce for us. So, um you know, at this point later in the year, you start to view them not so much as rookies, but just as another, uh, you know, weapon of, of your offense. All right, back here on Purple Daily, Matthew Collar, Judd Zolget, and Alex Boone. And a question for your fellas, you fellas, um, mm. uh, whatever. One to ten, give mm. me your trust slash belief in the present Vikings offensive line. Let's assume that Riley Reef will be part of it. Who wants to start? I think Anybody? Alex Boone should start since he played okay. the position. All right. All right. You want me to start? You want me to leave yep. this off? Yep. Right. One I, out I of ten. Re- I feel really good. You know why I feel good? Because we have Dalvin. And assuming that <laughs> Dalvin is healthy, like everyone's saying, he'll play. Zimmer, he'll probably play, and he only plays if he's healthy. I'm good. Dalvin's making things really easy for us. Not only that, Alexander Madison's making things easy, too, because when you can replace one with another, and it's like, hey, it's actually not that big of a drop. This is kind of nice. That's fun. And then you put on top of that the play fakes and the fact that Kirk can change it up and roll to his left, and a lot of teams don't see that. So when you see it, you're kind of like, what, what, what is this? I mean, that's why when you're looking at that fake, it sells so well because teams don't run it that way. So when you're running the handoff that way, teams are like, this has to be a zone because nobody really boots out to the left anymore. When they boot out, everybody's gone because – they're like, dude, this is great. The old line is just reaping the rewards of a lot of this. The play action's making things easier. And not only that, but the fact that Kirk can hit his back foot and the ball's out is making things nice, too. Now, feeling not being in, that's hard, but you see other people showing up. Kyle Rudolph's been showing up a lot. Irv Smith showed up in the, you know, a couple weeks ago. We need him maybe a little bit more. I, I hated how the game ended with him getting that drop. But, you know, when you talk about guys that are out there making plays, they're doing what they can and they look good. Okay, fair enough that scheme and other players around the offensive line are helpful. Right. We have seen, though, 
people, other teams, be able to blow up this offensive line. They just haven't faced them in a while with the right. uh, with the defenses that they've gone against. The Seattle Seahawks have one really good player up there, and he did some damage the other night. And aside from that, they've just got guys. Right. And uh, you know that's been kind of the case for a lot of the teams that they've gone against. But this is why the Packers matchup is going to be so interesting because the Smiths, Kenny Clark, like they're all going to come to play. And now you have to really believe in your offensive line. And the last time, Alex, they found a way to scheme to eliminate some of those bootlegs. And I think that scheme takes you so far. But if you don't block effectively for Kirk Cousins, when you're in third and seven and it's the end of the game and you're down by four points or or something, you need those guys to just stand in and block, and I'm not entirely sure that I'm there yet on trusting them. I agree with what you're saying. I think a lot of that comes back to like fundamentals, right? And you see a lot of these lines right now are just getting torn apart because guys are doing dumb things. They're not setting at the same depth. They're not sliding in the same you know speed. They're sliding in different directions. Like I've seen this year more guys make like I don't know how you would say it, miscommunications up front that I've ever seen. Guys both sliding away from a three technique that's like, wait a minute, what? Like That just doesn't happen. You're a professional. You're not supposed to mess that up. So I think you've seen this team taking steps to correct it. Early on, it was like, man, these guys are getting picked apart with these twists and things are getting home. That's still kind of showing up. I think that when you're looking at the rest of the schedule, I feel okay with it. I'm like, hey, listen, Detroit, yeah. Keep snacks on the field. You're fine. Then you go to the Chargers. That could be a tough game. But I like Rashad Hill, even if you don't have Riley Reeve. I think at times Rashad Hill could play better than Riley. And that's maybe just my opinion. No, I don't think you're wrong about that. As a pass blocker, I trust Rashad Hill more. Long arms. Dude, he's so good with them, too. Arms. And they're yeah. strong. That's the one thing you don't see. Like, if a guy has long arms, normally they're long and lean, so they're not strong. Or they're short and stubby and strong. So for him to have, and you know what it is, too? Because I used to go against him, and I used to hate it. Because, you know, you like you have to warm up to practice, and then oh, the old yeah, line yeah. goes over and does the shoots, and everybody laughs. <laughs> Look at that fat guy in the shoot. Hey, how, like, do right, how do you know yeah, oh, We're not mean, idiots. Okay. Right. You think we don't laugh at you guys? Too. We used to, oh my God, the things we used to say were hilarious because nobody ever comes over to us. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. So, but I used to go against <laughs> Wait, him in the on. pass pro and he would shoot his hands so hard. Like, you were like, dude, stop. That is just unnecessary. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to. Like, Very it's just, nice guy. He's so yeah. naturally <laughs> strong. Extremely and you're polite. like, man, when this guy gets more fluid, and by <laughs> fluid, I mean like less robotic. He could be one of these left tackles that plays for a very long time. Yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> he was a, he was a guy. That Sorry, they, I didn't mean to do that. What? No, Rashad Hill apologizing. He's, he's a I very polite guy. Very nice. Um, but uh, <laughs> with with Rashad, it, it's interesting that he's been thrown into two games this year, yep. and both games he's allowed zero pressures, and that's just coming cold off the bench. Well, Riley's hurt. You got to go in, and he did a terrific job overall. Zimmer said, "Well, you know, in the run game, he wasn't as good." Uh, sure, and I get that. But you, like Alex said, you have a running back who can overcome that. Two running right. backs who can overcome some mistakes by a left tackle in the run game. But if he was allowing Jadavian Clowney to go smack Kirk in the face, it just would have been over. And to have him there is a is a pretty um, pretty important piece of this offensive line overall. Judd, I would put the trust in the entire offensive line not super high, higher than it would have been earlier in the scale season. of one to ten. Yeah, yeah I want to know what time, one to ten. I would be much more around a four for, for trusting the entire offensive. I think line. that's actually fair. I was th- I was thinking you'd say more of like a six or seven, but okay. But here here's why I don't okay quickly. Okay. Yep. It's not the it's not the edge guys that scare me. 
It's when this team faces really good interior D lines that scares me because that's where that pressure is on Kirk instantly. And I don't know that you really have fixed that completely. So I'm with Kyler here. I agree. A four. I, I think that one of the things that doesn't, and this is this is just me thinking like as a football player, if I'm going into a game, the one thing that's scaring me right now is we don't have Thielen, right? So teams are going, hey, listen, instead of having to play some crazy zone because we have to defend against three really good people, right? I'm, I'm including Rudy in that because he's showing up in clutch situations. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now all of a sudden it's like, well, now we only have to defend two guys. So now we can send a little more pressure. So that's when the core is going to be tested because now you see like these defenses. And I love how like boogers, like, yo, look at this crazy defense. There's two linebackers walked up in the A-gap. You're like, dude, that is like remedial. Seriously? Like my mom knows how to defend against that. He's like, this is crazy stuff. <laughs> You're like, what is going on with Booger? He's losing it. But it's, it's, it's going to put pressure on the core because that's where guys are going to start twisting. And that's where all the exotic things happen is in the middle now. It used to happen on the outsides. And then teams were like, wait a minute, we're wasting all this time not even getting to the quarterback. Let's put everything in the middle where the guys that can't really pass rush, they're just there to block. They can't get back. They don't know what they're doing. Let's attack the core, and that's what teams are starting to do. But when you have Thielen on the field, you can't really do that a lot. You have to be really strategical. When you don't have Thielen on the field, teams are like, hey, man, we can really attack these guys more. Let's go after them. And I'm looking right now at, uh, in terms of the PFF grades, which Alex is so high on, but Bradbury is still, despite his improvement, one of the lower-graded pass-blocking centers in the NFL. And in terms of just interior offensive linemen, Pat Elfline is right there in the same ballpark with him. Those two guys are the reason that I wouldn't entirely trust the offensive line because I think that they can be taken advantage of. But I'll tell you, you're bringing up another player that's an outside force in Thielen. Well, I would bring up Kirk Cousins for a reason I don't trust the offensive line, which is a little weird, but when they talked about whether it was Jack Del Rio or Mike Zimmer, him not moving on that last play and just sort of throwing the ball out of a clean pocket entirely to a guy that was blanketed, wasn't open at all on the final play, he does not really move unless you design him to move, unless you draw on the piece of paper in the notebook, here's how the play works, you roll out over there. Unless you do that to him, he won't move. And interior pressure just has a a way of getting to him. And if you're going to go into the playoffs... You're going to play teams with guys that can give you a push up the middle. If the matchup is going to go against Green Bay, then we're talking about a game at Lambeau where those two guys in the middle, and throw Josh Klein into this too because he doesn't have a particularly great resume against the pass either, against Kenny Clark, against Zadarius Smith, who's been eating people up. And all you need, if you're Green Bay, you go into that game and you go, "Let's, let's get him once up the middle. And then all day he's going to be checking down to CJ Ham. Right. And we just haven't seen them play many teams that have been able to do that because they don't have the players. Like you mentioned, Detroit. Is there any doubt they're going to score 40 points against Detroit this week? They just have a bad defense. They get no pressure. They're the perfect team to get smoked by the Vikings. But the rest of the teams down the stretch, you, you get the Bears, you got uh, the Chargers who have some good players. And then if you got to go to Lambeau, that's going to, that's going to be really tough. So my trust is not super high. I mean, I get what you're saying. And and you make great points because when you talk about the pressure up the middle, that's the one thing that's like kind of new to everybody now is they're like, why are all these guys getting all these sacks? And it's because you're seeing more disruptive three techniques, right? Like people want to be more like Aaron Donald and less like 
uh, Pat Williams. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you're talking about two completely different guys, but now all of a sudden all these big defensive tackles are like, hey, wait a minute, now I can be really cool. Like, If you ever noticed... Linville will stay on the field for most of the game. Like yes. He refuses to come off. Now, I've played with Linville, and I know he's extremely competitive. So I know that, number one, he's like, yo, as a man, I have a lot of pride, so I don't want to walk off this field. I can respect that. But, two, it's because on third down, he does have a little shiftiness. And I used to, like, people would ask me before the game, they'd be like, yo, what's up with Linville? I'd be like, yo, listen, don't sleep on that dude because he's quick when he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they would, like, look at me, and they'd look at him, and they'd look at me, and they'd be like, Oh, he really? can get after the passer, yeah. I'd be like, dude, I'm telling you right now he's got a nasty club and it comes with some sweet feet and you don't want to be a part of it and and it was like clockwork in the third quarter everybody was finally like fall asleep on him and he would just hit them with and i would like start laughing like dude i warned you but and it's it's this new age of if we push the middle of the pocket the quarterback will get so spooked that he doesn't he's gonna like try and run around the tackle right into a sack you know i mean it's yes. just, and it's true you see these quarterbacks, they're like, dude, you guys are stepping on my toes, and as soon as I go to take the corner, the defensive end just pulls me down. And it's working in droves, and people love it. And a lot of it is, even if it's not two great D-tackles, it's the exotic things in the middle, the zero nose with two linebackers, and everybody's picking each other and twisting. It's all over the place. Crazy. Love it. I do miss fat guys, though. I do. Alex, I miss fat guys. Well, I mean, I miss We talked about them, but yeah. Ted Washington... Pat Williams, oh, oh, Ted Washington. Jerry Ball. Come on, you gotta miss. You gotta miss that anchor fat guy. Those Dude, guys oh, were the greatest. I played with Abreu Franklin, and I'm not sure how much you guys know about him, but he was a big old boy in the middle, and he he was another one. He was like the Linval before the Linval. You know, he was the guy in a three four defense that could be your zero nose, yeah. but could also stay in on third down and like rush the passer, and you were like. That dude can rush the passer. Like I can't, remember Kentuan Balmer from NC State. We he he played with us in San Fran. He was another big guy that they thought was going to be like an Abreu, but just never panned out. And but was just fat instead. He, he, well, now he was just Pat could rush. Pat could move. Dude, I, you know you know another one too that I think of is like Kevin. Like even Kevin oh, was considered Kevin was a good. big tackle. Yep. But I remember, and I've said this story before, but I, I slept on him. My God, I still have nightmares about what that did. I mean, he was laughing, too, and it was like, it's so hard when you're so young in this old gear. Looking at this old guy like, dude, what is going on? What the hell did I forget today? My Wheaties? Nuts. Kevin was, Kevin was so good. Oh, so Kevin good. was a fantastic player. Yeah, and, and, and remember when he got cut in the preseason game by Joe Looney, and it like almost tore his ACL, and remember it was, uh, he came back to, to – uh, Kevin was chasing the quarterback, and Joe came back to cut him, and yeah. twisted his knee. I remember after the game, they were like, "Yo, where is he?" Like the whole team tried to fight Looney. The whole Vikings team. I was like, "Dude, calm down. It was an accident." They're like, "Nah, dude, that's Kevin. Like, you don't mess with Kevin." Hmm. I was like, "What is going on right now? It's <laughs> anarchy. It was an accident, guys." Crazy. Um, let me uh, let me switch gears with you guys and ask about tonight's game and whether you care about it. Uh, okay, that's the question. Do you care about it, Judd? Dallas and Chicago. Dallas has become such a dumpster fire that I absolutely do care because I, I care to see how Jason Garrett is going to mismanage and be dysfunctional tonight. So I've actually they, they've jumped the shark so badly they're 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 like the bad film that you're watching and you're like this film stinks I'm gonna stop watching and then eventually you say this is so bad it's now good that's my Dallas feeling I love the fact that it's dysfunctional I feel like it's the same way on the other side with the Bears yeah? like the offense like you could it's such a dumpster fire you're like wow this is almost intriguing to watch is there any possibility it's gonna leave this door open I think I know where you're going that. 
Well, on Thursday night or on Thursday last Thursday Thanksgiving, yep. um, Mitch Trubisky had a great game, know, which yeah. everyone does against Detroit. Yep. But that all of a sudden Trubisky finds his confidence and starts playing really well on a collision course with the Vikings in Week 17 for I don't know. And can I give you what this is, position? guys? This is Christian Ponder. Was it 2012 where the Vikings actually won the last game of the regular season at the Metrodome against the Packers, made the playoffs. Ponder got hurt and couldn't play in the playoff game at Lambeau, but that's what saved Ponder. Those last four games, he wasn't great, but he wasn't awful. And, of course, Spielman and those guys are like, well, there might be something here. If I play for the Bears, I'm having nightmares right now that the Bears might be like, oh, wait, hold on a second. Going into 2020, we got to see. Yeah, I want well, I, I want to see two things. I mean, one, is Mitch Trubisky going to be their quarterback next year? If he is, then write them down for third or fourth in the division, more likely than not, because their defense is really great again this year. Is it going to continue to be great for years and years and years? As we know, that's very hard to do. Um, but... I want to know what type of Chicago Bears team you're going to be facing in Week 17. We don't know at this moment how much that Week 17 is going to matter. It could end up mattering to the Minnesota Vikings. Chicago last year went in with Trubisky not playing very well in Week 17, and he completes some huge third-down passes and beats the Vikings, and they held down you know Cousins, and by the end of the game, your team's melting down and Chicago's laughing at you. Um, or is it going to be... A whooping by Dallas. Trubisky plays bad again. And then the Chicago is destroying the Bears. And by week 17, they just want Nagy fired. They just want everybody gone. They want Trubisky gone. And the Bears walk in here similar to the way they did in 2016 where they just had enough. Which way do you think that goes, Alex? I don't know, but I think that however it goes, it's going to be based off tonight. That's a great observation because... This is the momentum swing that most teams are catching, right? And you're either going to catch it now and you're going to run with it as far as you can, or it's done. In a Thursday night game, like a, what better way to test you? And I think you're right. Even though it was Detroit, I'm not, we, we beat a team. We're not like, hey, guys, that was Cleveland. We can't get that hyped on it. You're like, dude, we just won. All right. Let's just, <laughs> let, let's be really excited. We won a game in the NFL. So if you can do two, and especially on a Thursday against America's team, I think you're right. Like you could see a little bit of a, change like this team and then all of a sudden you talk about Akeem Hicks is starting to practice again Mm -hmm. right like what that guy does for that defense and I said it on Tuesday he is a huge spark for that defense and not only that but that team but if they don't come into this game prepared and ready and win and they lose in their season tanks I'm wondering does Matt Nagy stay and Ryan Pace goes or do they both go I mean, I don't know if anyone's really given Matt Nagy a fair shake. Like, dude, you were kind of given a crappy quarterback when you came from a really good offensive system. That's really not fair in anyone's opinion. Like, could you see him staying maybe and then being like, listen, why don't you help us pick the next GM too while we're at it? Do you think – so if you played guard for the Bears, and you know what, Trubisky, as Collar said, Thanksgiving Day game was pretty damn good. Are you thinking to yourself, man, he might be – Turning a corner, Alex, or are you thinking, oh my God, no, he's going to tease these guys. These morons are going to believe w- what they see, and there's a chance we're going to start 2020 with this joker as our quarterback. I think I'm more that direction, and I think I'm more like, God, I hope we win tonight, but by like a Buffalo Bills score, you know, like 13 <laughs> to 10, a 12 to 10 game where you're like, dude, we're winning, but everyone clearly sees that it's our defense doing it. Our defense is carrying us. And then all of a sudden we're going to get another key piece to our defense. And all of a sudden we're going to take off. You know, it's just, I don't think that, I mean, he's had 
last year was I feel like that was their chance. When that yes. when that double doinked, everybody was like, dude, that was it, boys. I'm sorry. <laughs> like that quarterback took you as far as you wanted to go and you guys were so close and we're really sorry, but you'll try again in thirty years. But yeah. it's <laughs> Because you don't have a quarterback. And you're going to continue to get on this Ferris wheel like maybe this will be the year. Maybe it's not, guys. I'm sorry. He wasn't really like a stellar player in college. What, did he play one year? Or yeah. Did he even have like it was 14 starts? He wasn't even that great. I'm sorry. What do you want? You, you At some point, you have to be like, listen, we've thrown enough money in this bucket. we got to let it sail. And we got to move on. And for your problems... We have to let Pace go, too, because he was the one that made that decision. Okay, I've got a fun scenario for you guys. Let's say you're the Vikings and you're in position going into Week 17. There's nothing you can do. You win, you lose, you're going to Lambeau, doesn't matter. And uh, you know what your fate's going to be. you got some players who are still dinged up. Delvin's shoulder doesn't move, and you know you want to make sure Thielen's healthy and all those things. Right, right. Would you... I'm not saying intentionally tank, but not play no. anyone at all, any starters whatsoever the whole game, and hope that Trubisky beats you 50 to nothing. So then they're like, Trubisky, that last game was really great. We should keep him. <laughs> no, it's not a Madden game. You can't, this isn't a Madden franchise. Where but you, you can, just, can put in players no. who are in no you, way capable of winning the game. Yeah, you, you can do that, but you can't also be like, hey guys, let him score. Let, let, let no, no, no! You're not telling them to let him score. Well, you're, you're just saying your that backup, Chris Boyd can't really play in the NFL yet. So you're like, not being let's competitive. Just give him a shot. I mean, anybody on the Vikings team is gonna on that defense is gonna be prepared to win a game. Not for you. guys who've never played before. Uh, even eh? those guys. Okay, so let me give you an example of this happening. <laughs> yeah, who are you gonna start? But this happened last year, and not not exactly the same. But the final game of the season with the Panthers and the Saints, where Bridgewater started, mm-hmm. and they played absolutely no one and got completely trounced, thirty-three to fourteen. Didn't matter at all. And Carolina got very high on Kyle Allen, who they kept around and lost a bunch of games for them this year. This is playing three D chess, guys. This is how you do it. I think you've got into a whole new analytics. That <laughs> is like. Sign him up right now. Right. By the way, no, this can is we psychological get one warfare. Friend? Oh, this is even more. Oh, I got you. Can we get <laughs> one of your friends from PFF to come on someday? They come on every week. You're just we just did it around you because we didn't want you to get upset. Oh, <laughs> but yes, we can absolutely for sure. Yeah, right. we can do that next week. Okay. My I'm guests sorry. won't be golfing. <laughs> wow. What do you? What did I have to do with this? Not my fault. Uh, I said well, Central yeah, Time. I, I mean, yeah. what does that? What does CT stand for? I, I don't know. People yeah. do struggle with that. Um, let me let me ask you guys. What, one, they, what do you mean struggle? Thing. He lived here. They, he was in the Central yeah. Time. But once you leave, what is he in LA now? Then I don't know. You know, it's this, somewhere sunny. It's very probably drinking wine somewhere. Very, I don't want to talk yeah, to you. Very guys. different. Very different. Several wines in. Um, with real quick, <laughs> with Adam Thielen, since I brought him up. You don't want him to play this week, right? Zimmer had comments. Oh, he's going to come back, but no, he says that about everyone. No, no, I think not. he might be done for the season. Whoa, dude. Whoa. He did, didn't practice today. He's not. It, he has a setback every single time he tries to run, Alex. I know, and I think I think that sometimes this has always been my big theory is sometimes when you're in a, like a key situation with like a hamstring, you'll say, and you're under a lot of stress. I think the body doesn't react as well as it should. And they say that like professional athletes heal faster, dude. I'm going to be honest with you, that's not really true. We're just like, hey, listen, dude, it's been two weeks. You've sat out long enough. Got it? Let's go. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, here we go. I'm ready to go then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. 
Sometimes when your body is under a lot of tension and stress, you need to just like let it go, man, mm-hmm. dude. You need to go heal somewhere. It doesn't need to be like, hey, we'll check in on Monday and see if he's good because then the body's like, got to be ready by Monday. Got to be ready by Monday. You know, it's just that's always been my biggest mental thing because I've seen guys that weren't that came back too soon and you're like, man, this is not good. We have seen it a handful of times here. Alex, thanks as always for your time. This was very always fun. A pleasure. See you, Alex. We will do it again you, uh, next Tuesday and Thursday and. Yes, we will make sure that we get someone from PFF to talk with Alex and explain to him how their offensive line grades work and that he had good grades during his career. Um, Thank you, Judd. You're coming up with Mackie and Rami. We'll uh, catch you tomorrow on Purple Daily. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.